Hey, you're listening to That Witchy Stuff, and I'm your host, Celeste. Hey, hey, witchy people. It feels like it's been so long since I did an episode. Like, I mean, it feels like it's been at least two months, maybe longer. But I checked right before I started recording, and it's been less than a month. Only three days less, but still less than a month. Apparently, I have absolutely no concept of time. Which probably explains a lot about me, now that I'm thinking about it. But you know what? I feel like I can't change it. At this point, this old dog can't learn new tricks about that. So, it's just part of my sparkly personality, right? Anyway, um, this month hasn't been my favorite month of the year. Um, it's been kind of rough. Uh, I've been having these these issues with this like horrible stomach pain, um, lower right uh, part of my stomach. And, you know, that's like the indication for appendicitis, but it's never appendicitis. <laughs> um, after much... Uh, frustration and doctors telling me there's nothing physiologically wrong with me being in the hospital loads and loads and loads and loads of tests I called my psychiatrist and I was like I'm not saying that I want to kill myself but I'm not gonna live like this and if this is what my life looks like I'm not gonna live like this so he's like girl calm down it's panic attacks here's some medicine you know, take it twice a day, take this other one at night, and you'll be all better. And I mean, I didn't really believe him. I really didn't. But I did know that that the the medicine would help with the pain when it happened, because I had um, been like taking a bunch of Benadryl and all this stuff to try to knock myself out. Anyway, um, finally, it, it took a couple days, I had to take, you know, um, like, a little extra on the dosage, which he had told me to do. Um, but after a couple of days, it got better. And I, I was able to travel out, out of town for work last week with, um, well, I did have pain one morning, but it wasn't that bad. I just needed to give the medicine some time to work. Um, but yeah, I haven't had any pain since then. Um, in fact, today I completely forgot about taking the medication. Um, so like that's cool, and it's 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 like uh, it's sedatives, so I don't want to take them all the time. In fact, I don't want them in my house um, for reasons. But anyway, so here we are. Um, I uh, ha- I have been doing a lot um, that I, I need to talk about. I need to have somebody to talk about this with. Um, so, you know, back in July, I did an episode about the gateway experience and I, I even called it part one because I knew there would need to be more episodes. But as I started doing it, um, I realized I wanted to hold off. Um, and, and it's time, like this stuff is so cool. I've gotten to wave four now. There's some crazy stuff that's happened. Um, and I know that it's not even, it's really not witchy. Like there are things in it that people like us have a tendency to be drawn to. Um, usually though, because we've already experienced it in other ways, like 
there's stuff that explains a lot of what I feel is magic and a lot of uh, things like um, any kind of psychic abilities and, and, and stuff like that. So we call it witchy. He calls it the gateway experience, but it's almost the same thing in my mind. Um, he, he is very careful though, not to, um, not to put things in a religious or occult type of view. So anyway, today we're going to talk about part two. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. So We'll take a quick break and then get back to it. Now back to the show. Okay, and we're back. So, um, what is the gateway experience? I did talk about that a good bit in um, the first episode back in July, but I was speaking about it from what I had read and not so much from what I had experienced at that point. So let's just run through that. Simply put, it's a methodology to achieve altered states of consciousness via the use of binaural beats. But that's barely scratching the surface. Um, binaural beats are excellent ways to get your brain to behave, but the gateway experience will take you so much further than that. Um, so a lot of this does sound witchy. A lot of it sounds like a bunch of woo-woo bullshit, to be honest. But hear me out. So, um, Robert Monroe, the creator of the Gateway Experience, was a successful broadcasting executive in the 1950s when he began to have episodes of spontaneous out-of-body experiences. Um, is presumed that it was triggered by experimenting with listening to educational audio while he slept. Um, but it, it, that's, it's a presumption. We don't know. Anyway, naturally, spontaneously having out-of-body experiences, he thought he was either hallucinating or had some sort of like brain tumor or something. After both of those were ruled out, he began to experiment with these episodes. And eventually, he was able to repeatedly prove to himself that it was actually happening. Um, this time was a scary time for him. Even after he accepted that it was real, even after he started, like, digging into, like, some of the occult views and stuff like that, it was scary for him, you know? Like, he went through a lot that was, um, you know, it's just uncharted ter territory. He didn't know what was going on. Sometimes he went back into the wrong body. Um, sometimes he was on the wrong level. Like, it, there's stuff. Um, anyway, back to what it really is. Um, so over the next 20 years or so, he continued experimenting and working on ways to show others how to have these out-of-body experiences. And it wasn't just for the, you know, the cool idea of an out-of-body experience. OBE is also what that's called. It starts to get tiresome to say out-of-body experience. So, OBE. Um, it wasn't just for the cool idea of the OBEs, though. In the second non-physical state, he began to understand human consciousness and much, much more in a completely new way. He wanted others to be able to learn and experience it, too, because it provided some information about what happens after death 
and before life and methods to create real quantifiable change in a person's physical reality. Um, he published a few books on the topic too, which I highly recommend. Um, and eventually he founded the Monroe Institute, which by the way is a nonprofit organization to this day and patented the gateway experience and hemi-sync technology. So I started at the beginning by talking about binaural beats. Um, it helps if you really understand what that is. Um, you know that sound is in waves with amplitude being the height of each wave and frequency being um, how, many, how many waves happen in a set period of time, usually nanoseconds. Um, so we know that uh, waves, I mean, sorry, we know that sound is energy. It's a form of energy. We also know that the energy of brain waves can be measured and can tell us specific things like if a person is deeply asleep, if they're dreaming, if they're angry or happy or whatever. If we play one tone or sound frequency in one ear, but play a different one in the other ear, the brain does this really cool thing called frequency following response where it'll split the difference between the two and then sync up to that. So if one tone is say 20 Hertz and the other tone is 30 Hertz, the brain will not only hear 10 Hertz, but it'll also actually begin to vibrate at 10 Hertz. Um, and we know that the brain works as two separate hemispheres, right? The left brain and the right brain. They work independently of each other, but they're in constant communication. Um, so since they work independently of each other, they don't show the same frequency at the same time. When frequency following response is induced, though, they do. Since we know the frequency of certain brain patterns, we can use binaural beats to get both hemispheres to vibrate at that frequency, making it easier to enter states like focused or relaxed or whatever. The gateway experience caused this hemispheric synchronization or hemisync. Um, so binaural beats on their own are really hugely helpful, and I would recommend them even if you think the rest of all this really is just woo-woo bullshit. Um, but they're only part of the gateway experience. The other part of it is a series of tapes, quote-unquote tapes. These days they're actually audio files, but uh, we still call them tapes. Um, so a series of tapes um, and each series is called a wave. There are six or seven, maybe eight waves, um, and each one has six or seven individual tapes that are 30 to 45 minutes long. They're sort of like guided meditations, but also not at all like that. They have binaural beats and nice ambient sounds that get you into a specific state, but Robert Monroe teaches you how to visualize things in a specific order, in a specific way, eventually reaching a point where you're able to have out-of-body experiences and then have even further experiences and communication beyond our physical reality. Um, I haven't gotten that far yet, so I can't speak to that with personal experience. But along the way, you learn things like problem solving with, help, with the help either of your own higher consciousness or of other individuals um, manifesting, but they call it one-month patterning. Um, living body map, or what we call energetic healing, and so, so, so much more. Um, and best of all, in my opinion, is that 
it is all represented with as little reference to religion or occult as possible. Um, it's very scientific, except for the part where you have to believe that you're more than your physical body. But even without esoteric references, it lines up with all the things that I've always believed as a witch. And it explains to me why my magic works. And I really like that. So you don't even have to take my word for it, though. In 2002, the CIA uh, declassified documents detailing their work with the Gateway Experience and OBEs. They very explicitly state in some of these declassified documents that they had out-of-body experiences, like frequently. They were successfully able to do this regularly, but it wasn't reliable enough to use it for the reason they were looking at, which was like um, espionage and spying and stuff like that. They said they just wanted to like make sure that other people weren't spying on us, but come on, this is America. You know, they were doing it like offensively too. Offense. I don't know. Anyway, if they felt like they needed to do it for defense, they were definitely doing it for offense. Um, so I think I talked a lot more in depth about that on the last episode. So you can go back to that one if you want to really understand what the the main document is talking about. Um, so I had started the tapes on July 19th this year. Um, it's November 21st today. Um, it's, I'm on wave four now. I just started on wave four, which is about adventure. Um, but within a couple of weeks of starting to listen to the tapes, like my jewelry, you guys know I, I cut gemstones and, and goldsmith and silversmith and all that stuff, right? My jewelry went from being, you know, like it's pretty rustic to looking damn near professional. I don't even know how. Like, I didn't include any of that in any part of my work with the Gateway Tapes. But I feel like, like, work has been weird lately, you know, new product and, and all this stuff. So I don't feel like I'm really, like, excelling at work. But all the other areas of my life, I feel so much smarter. I feel so much more capable of things. Um, I feel so much more creative now, I will say that while my stomach was um, was was hurting like that, I wasn't feeling very smart or creative. And then while I was on those um, medicines, it, it did dampen the effects of the gateway process. So, you know, um, and he even talks about it in the books and stuff. It's best to, to not use like any kind of drugs or alcohol or whatever to try to get to a, a different like better, higher state, because it actually just makes it not work very well. In the, um, in the, uh, one of the Reddit sub, oh, God, sorry, in one of the Reddit subs that are, that's about the gateway experience, like frequently someone comes in and, and says, oh, I'm thinking about doing it on mushrooms. What, what do you guys think? Is that going to make it better or what? And everybody's like, just don't do it. It's not going to make it better. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, so, uh, a couple of things that have happened to me. Um, I was, right, well, in the very beginning of it, like when I first started listening 
nothing much happened on like the first listen, but I was able to immediately tell that something would happen. You know, like these tapes were doing something that was completely new for me. And I'd listened to binaural beats before, but so it's not that it was something else. Um, it's, it's so hard to, to describe how you feel like it first, it starts off between with the, all of the waves. It starts off with, um, teaching you how to like move from being completely conscious to being in, it's called F10 it's like focus 10 being in focus 10 where your body is completely asleep you don't feel it anymore you forget that it's even there um to uh but your mind is completely awake um you kind of you're kind of like hovering in this place between asleep and awake you know like i mean we've all done that at times um and it's interesting the things that can happen when we do that even if you don't do anything with, with um, the gateway tapes, if you uh, have a tendency to, to be in that place between asleep and awake um, very often, you should keep a notebook by your bed and write down what happens as soon as you can because that stuff is really difficult to remember. I think that I think our psyches are kind of programmed to not remember what happens when we're in this second state. And the way that you get to the second state is um, in that place between asleep and awake. Um, also, the idea is that everybody has out-of-body experiences, but it only happens when we're dreaming or when we're asleep. And because we're asleep, we just assume it was a dream or we just completely write it off, um, or just completely forget about it. Um, so let me think, what was a couple of the coolest things that happened? Well, the first, I finally had an out-of-body experience, um, just a couple of weeks ago. Um, one of the, uh, in the very first wave, one of the later tapes is, is called Exploration Sleep, and it's intended to listen to, um, and then, and go to sleep. Staying awake in these tapes is one of the hardest things to master, by the way. <laughs> I think I finally got it mastered. Um, uh, I have to use a couple of tricks. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. Like, balancing between asleep and awake. It's like walking on a tightrope across the Grand Canyon in a hurricane. Um, it was crazy. Um, but, yeah, so... This sleep exploration tape, um, you listen to it with the intention of, of falling asleep at the end of it, um, unless you manage to have an out-of-body experience, and that's like, that's the purpose of it. Um, so what he does is he tells you to get to um, focus 10, where you're, you know, in that place between asleep and awake, and then he takes you to a much higher level. I don't remember exactly for sure what the number is now, but it's like um, level focus 20 or something like that. I'm on, currently, I'm on focus 12 where, um, so your body is asleep, but your brain is awake, but also your consciousness is expanded outside of yourself. 
Um, so anyway, I had listened to that tape about um, having the out-of-body experience in sleep. Uh, I had listened to it so many times and it never happened. Um, I would either just go to sleep or I would, you know, be aware enough to, to do the things he was saying to do, but nothing would happen until one day it did. Um, with all of the tapes, what he does is he'll take you through the new thing like three times. So like he'll take you from consciousness C3 is what we call it. Um, so he'll take you from consciousness to um, focus 10 and then back to consciousness and then back to focus 10. He'll do it three times. It's to prove to you that even when you do it, you can get back. Um, because fear, like even like a um, subconscious fear is a really big part of it and holds you back. Again, like I was saying, I think our psyches are designed that um, cause I think that the things that we're supposed to learn in the human experience, we wouldn't learn them if we knew all of this stuff ahead of time. Um, but anyway, so in that tape, like he tells you to like inside your body, turn around the other way. Um, I know that sounds weird saying it out loud, but like you take your your non-physical self and you turn around inside your own body and then he says to do it like a um do it like a log rolling in water so that technique is called the log roll um and then he'll tell you to you know release and then and then like he says it's hard to remember exact details of things but he'll tell you to just you know lift off out of your body and man I couldn't do it I couldn't do it and 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 then I did it and it was on I think he does it three times um it was on the third time he said to lift out of your body and I did like I like cartwheeled out of my body I was like topsy-turvy you know ass overhead kind of like tumbled up out of my body and like it, it was so funny because I had to try to catch myself from just falling right back in. And it was like, you know, in that, that um, Mission Impossible where Tom Cruise was doing something on wires, he was having to carefully lower down down to like a floor that would uh, had sensors or something, and he almost falls, and he like does that thing where he tries to catch himself. It was like that. Um, but I was definitely like out of my body. It was a feeling that was different than anything I've ever felt before. Like there was no I in my body. Like all of I was not in my body. All of it. Um and I just kind of floated around my bedroom ceiling for like 30 minutes. Um <laughs> I tried to look because I wanted like you got to be able to see if when you're out of body, right? Like that's part of it. But I was scared that if I opened my eyes, I would open my physical eyes and would ruin it. Cause you can like immediately call yourself back into your body, like immediately, um, either by moving part of your body physically, or you know a couple other things. But um, so I was, I think I was scared that I would open my physical eyes and would ruin it. 
Um, so I just kind of like I did get one like peak, and I was definitely up near the ceiling, um, and I guess I just floated around up there. Like it didn't seem like thirty minutes, but I I laid down and started listening to it right uh, right at three p.m. And when I came out, it was four nineteen, and the tape's only like thirty five minutes. So <clears throat> there's a lot of time uh, unaccounted for there. Um, but yeah, uh, and also about being able to see, like, I know that now, because I had to kind of look into it, you don't look with your eyes when you're, when you're in your second state. You just see. Like, you just decide that you can see, and you do. Um, it's hard to get used to doing things in a way that doesn't involve your body. Like, you know, you don't like walk places when you're out of your body. You, you just move. Um, if you have a thought about being somewhere, it just happens instantly. You're there. Um, so, so yeah. Um, but then, uh, my cat was, I still had the box spring um, from my old bed, like standing up against the wall in my room, and it's still there. And and believe me, I'm I'm not happy about it. But anyway, um, my cat was laying up there, and I was just floating around with my eyes closed, you know. And right in my ear, I heard meow. Like it was like this. It wasn't like an angry meow or frightened or whatever. It was just this. Um, like alarm kind of meow and then I was instantly back in my body instantly and my eyes were wide open and he was looking me dead in the eye like and looking like I woke him up like if you have a cat you know that look right like they're asleep and you wake them up and they just have this look about them like what is it why did you wake me up um but I couldn't move for a few moments but I knew I'd been out of body so I knew that all I had to do was just sort of like um, readjust my second state, and I did, and then I could move, and it was insane. And I know that that doesn't sound like a whole lot, but it it was insane. Like I was not in my body, you guys, like at all. And it's it's fascinating to me that that this can be done, and I've tried to do it again. I haven't accomplished it yet it's very frustrating I've listened to that tape again like I don't know so many times um I mean it's only been a couple of weeks so probably like six or eight times um I've done other uh other tapes that would that are like the starting point of out-of-body experiences but I haven't been able to accomplish it um <laughs> I think it I think that the medicine that the doctor had me on that the psychiatrist had me on I think it is definitely uh dampening things. Um so I'm glad that I feel like I'm going to be able to completely not take them at all very soon. Um we'll see. I don't know. I'm a little nervous, but I also don't want to be addicted to them. So um the other one of the other cool things that happened though um, we just have a few minutes left, so I'll tell you about this, was um, practicing remote viewing. So a lot of what he teaches you, like he gets you to a point where 
you want to be able to prove to yourself that it really happened, you know, because that's one of the hardest parts of it is like, you can believe that it's real. You can have faith that it's real, but believing that it's real is not the same as knowing that it's real. Um, so like he'll have you do things like remote viewing where you can look at something from remotely, you know, someone else has to help with, help with it. Someone else has to be on the other end of it. And they set up a test for you and you, um, go into remote viewing to, to see what it was. Um, so I had texted my daughter, um, this, this one day and I was like, go put something on the hearth that doesn't belong there. And, you know, naturally she's like, what do you mean? <laughs> and I'm like, just anything, anything that doesn't belong on a hearth, like that is completely out of sync with being on a hearth. So then I did the remote viewing and what I thought I saw was either a pot or a vase um, that was green. And, you know, I really couldn't get much more from her about that. I mean, I, not from her. I really couldn't get a whole lot more from the remote viewing. Um, like I tried, but I felt like I was, I was trying too hard and it was like going to end the experience. So, um, then plus then he has you do other exercises and things like that. So, um, anyway, after it was all done, I texted her and I'm like, okay, I saw a, either a pot or a vase and it was green or had green on it or something like that. Um, so she said, no, no, it was, um, a Bacardi bottle, which is rum. Um, it was an empty Bacardi bottle. And I'm like, oh, well, that's not really very close, but I guess I could see where a bottle like could look like a vase, you know, I mean, or a pot is a container, you know, like, cause there's a lot to do with, um, interpretation with what you see. Sometimes what you see is it, you're in an altered state. And sometimes what you see is what your brain perceives it to be. And it's not always exactly right. That's why the CA couldn't use it. But anyway, so, you know, like I, I wrote it off like, eh, kind of close, but I don't know. I went out there later on for something else. And, um, I sat in the recliner with which is right beside the hearth and glanced over at the Bacardi bottle and the bottle itself is like, is like glass green, you know, like, um, very pale green. The liquid that had been in the bottle, um, was blue. And then on the label, there was some blue, but I think what I was seeing was the green glass of the bottle. And once I realized that, I was like, holy shit, I actually did see it. Um, and it was just like, because, you know, like, it, there's this, like, it's not that I don't believe in it at all. Like, I believe in all of it. But I don't necessarily believe that I will be able to do it. Um, so, and when it does happen, it's it's like... I'm in awe. I'm honestly just in awe. The last thing that I want to tell you about, I thought I, I thought that was going to be the last one, but um, 
so uh there's this one thing in um wave three which i just finished i just did this one a week ago so there's this one tape that's about five questions and you're you go to f12 so that's like your body's asleep but your mind's awake and your consciousness is expanded beyond yourself you go to f12 and then um you ask a series of questions um like he tells you the questions to ask but um so the first question was who am i and i had to figure out when i'm doing it like like first i just asked the question who am i you know and i felt like that didn't go anywhere so i decided to put all the energy of the question into a ball of energy in my hands and then kind of like soundlessly exploded out so it's energy it can go everywhere um and and then that would get my question out there and i felt like that worked but then i realized well i also have to be able to receive it as i mean receive the answer as energy and i just like opened myself and it wasn't like just opening my mind it was like i opened my entire body to receive this from any direction and i did receive it um i immediately uh once i did that i immediately got the answer that for who am i i i am a wanderer and a learner um the next question was who and where was i prior to this existence I saw myself as some type of indigenous woman, um, maybe Native American, but definitely maybe not. I was wearing like a deerskin dress kind of thing. Um, I was squatting in a stream and doing something with a colorful object on a flat rock. Like it was an art project. It was something that would just be, I mean, maybe it would serve a purpose, but what I was doing with it was to make it, you know, aesthetically pleasing. Um, then the next question was, what is my purpose in this physical existence? And immediately I got back, help others. And then what do I need to, the fourth question, what do I need to do in order to achieve that purpose? And I got back, learn and love. And then the last question was, what is the, what is the content of the most important message I can understand at this point? I couldn't hear or see an answer. Like I knew something was coming at me, but I I couldn't get it. So I asked them to send it to me as a rote, which is um it's a word used a lot in the books, but so far um up to you know partly into wave 4, I haven't heard it used in the tapes at all. But a rote is um like this complete thought like all the details, you know, all the information, all in one piece, like a thought ball or a thought bubble. And they give it to you and then you know all the things, uh, like specific to it. Um, so as soon as, um, as soon as I said, I'm not getting what you're telling me, send it to me as a rote so I can examine it later. I saw this bright, blue green ball of energy um coming towards me like coming towards my face and like i wanted to move out of the way but because it was kind of scary you know but i didn't i stood still and i 
felt it coming into my head. Like I felt it enter my head, my non-physical head. I also did think a lot about open to receive, but it was really, it was very much aligned from Hotel California. So I don't know if that was a breakthrough thought because hello ADHD. Um, or if, if, if it was like part of the message, I feel like it was just my brain singing the song. <laughs> but, um, anyway, I, um, I couldn't, I couldn't get it then. I guess when I woke back up, I didn't know how to like read the road. I still don't know how. Um, so I still don't have the answer to that. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really interesting because the questions, I mean, the answers to the questions, I would definitely agree that I'm a wanderer and a learner, but I don't think that I would have placed those words on myself. Um, and then seeing myself as an indigenous woman was, um, pretty cool, but I could see where I would kind of make that assumption. Like I know there's native American in my history somewhere, but, and, you know, I like to do artistic things. So I could see where that might be, you know, like myself, just me doing it. Um, and then my purpose, help others. I don't know, man. I'm, I don't think I would have said that for myself. Like, I might have said love others, because I do believe the purpose of life is to love. But I don't think I would have said to help others. But at at the same time, like helping others is something I do like it, like I, that's what I do. Um, and then what do I need to do in order to achieve that purpose was learn and love. And I don't think I would have said that, um, as an, as an answer to achieving helping others, because I don't know how that works together. Um, or, that's just what I do. So, sorry, my, um, my daughter called and I had to pause and I don't exactly remember where I was, so I can't pick it back up smoothly, but I know that I was talking about, um, that answer about what do I need to do in order to achieve that purpose? Um, and the answer being love, I meant learn and love. I don't think that I would have said I need to learn and love in order to help others. Like, I could see where the other ones could possibly be me just, you know, answering myself. But first of all, it definitely did not feel like it was. Like, it felt like the answers were sent to me. Um, and second, I don't think I would have said that one. Um, but yeah, anyway, so I think that you guys should try it. If you look on the subreddit for Gateway, um, actually, let me just double check that because there's one sub that's for Hemisync. I left my phone across the room. Shoot. Okay, so there's one sub for Hemisync and one for Gateway, and um, I only have experience in the one. Oh, Gateway Tapes and Reddit. Um, you can actually it's better for you to go to the Monroe Institute website and buy the waves yourself. However, with that being said, there are all kinds of places you can get the whole thing for free. So, 
um, like I, I'm, I bought the first two and I'm glad I did. I'm, I'm probably not going to buy anymore. <laughs> um, cause $80 a pop is kind of expensive. Um, but yeah, I really wish that you guys will, will try the tapes. Um, the books though are just as important because doing the tapes alone, like you don't really under fully understand the purpose of what you're trying to do. Um, a lot of it as witches will make sense to you because like, there's this one thing where you do a resonant energy balloon, which is just a circle. Like what we do is a circle, you know? Um, but it's important to understand like what you're working towards. Um, the first book is called journeys out of the body. If you don't read any of the other ones, I would say definitely read that one. Um, the other two, it gets pretty deep. Um, like pretty, uh, he get he's talking a lot about things that are outside of our um, human experience. So it, it's, it's an interesting thing. Anyway, definitely read the first one. Try it out. And oh my God, let me know what you think. <laughs> because I feel like one of those crazy religious nuts that's like always trying to make people convert to their religion. Um, you know, no religion specifically, but you know how it is. Anyway, I feel like one of those crazy people and I just want, I just want everybody to understand what is, you know, available to you, like all the things you can do. Um, I, I, I did get one friend listening and she's doing amazingly with it. Um, she's like, she's far past me already. Um, but yeah, anyway, you guys let me know what you think. Oh my God. Okay. Bye. Thank you.